The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Everyone, you are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Joe, it's official. The Flyers are not going to the playoffs, not that we thought they were for a little while now, but they were officially booted out of playoff contention with their 4-1 loss to the Wild as they capped off that five-game road trip at 1-4-0. and Two straight years now of no playoffs, Joe. It's the first time they have done that since the 92-93-93-94 seasons. So it's been a while since the Flyers have missed the playoffs in consecutive years. They have found a way to do that. So they need to get this fixed. As we all know, an aggressive retool is ahead, and they're going to be trying to get back into the playoffs next year. But, Joe, overall, what did you think of the road trip? We saw some young players play. They did get a road win. Noah Cates made his debut in Minnesota. I thought he did some good things. As we know, Hayden Hodgson debuted throughout the road trip, had a really good debut. So overall, thoughts on the road trip and some of the youth that we're starting to see here. Yeah, uh, just to go back to your point about missing the playoffs for consecutive years first, that yeah. was the beginning of the Lindros era, and I believe it was five straight years without the without making the playoffs. Um, and then – I think they made the playoffs for a decade straight after that. So the Flyers could only be so fortunate to have that run of success afterwards. Um, they, they had a huge run beginning that next season. They got to the uh, uh, Eastern Conference Finals and lost to the Devils and then uh, made the Stanley Cup Final getting lost to Detroit in 97. So the Flyers could only hope that their fortunes would turn like they did then we'll see what happens. But um, as far as, yeah, I, I, I'm glad to see that they're working, gradually working the young kids into the lineup. We saw Noah Cates. Um, we've obviously seen York playing, Cam York playing regularly. Um, we hope we see Bobby Brink. I mean, his team is obviously in the frozen four, so that's still remains to be seen when he would be available to come play. But you have to get a look at the future of this team. Um, and and who's going to be part of it and who isn't. And um, really, I mean, you know, outside of morale type of reasons, I mean, the wins and losses really don't matter here. You're, you're really looking to see what you have going forward. And, um, you know, I, I thought Noah Cates looked like a confident player, really from his first shift last night. Um, he had a couple hits on the first shift. He was – you know, he was playing in the in the areas where, you know, a lot of players, quite frankly, just aren't willing to play. And that was from the beginning of the game. Um, you know, down below the goal line, making hits, um, kind of making sure he was in the right place defensively. Um, 
because you want to see young players take that defensive responsibility first before they start thinking about trying to score goals and do those sorts of things. So I was glad to see that early in the game. Our broadcast featured it prominently his first couple shifts. Al, you know, he took uh, – made sure his spacing was right, where he was on the ice and those sort of things. So I was glad to see that. And, you know, you can only hope his, his role grows as he gets more comfortable. And we heard him talk after the game last night. And he mentioned, you know, out there how, how he thought his first couple shifts were rough. And they got better as the game went on. And that's really all you can ask for. And to us, the viewer, I don't think the first couple shifts looked rough. So, you know, if he's going to be his harshest critic, that's not something you always get out of young players. So I was glad to see that as well, uh, you know, hearing him speak after the game last night. It really was refreshing to see no Cates because here they are, here the Flyers are. They're down 4 nothing at one point. It's like it's just another loss. You know it's going to be another loss. They're shorthanded. They're missing guys. They obviously they traded away guys, and they're playing a team that's poised for the playoffs in their in their building. So you you knew it was going to be a loss, and it was lopsided as predicted. So it's just kind of like, all right, same old, same old. Here we go. But then you see Noah Cates, and here's this kid who could be a part of this moving forward. And it was refreshing to see him do things that stand out. And you can think to yourself, hey, I could see him in the lineup next year. I could see him being a bottom six piece maybe at some point in the future here. And yeah, he did a lot of good things. I love the way he protected the puck, Joe, along the wall. Like you're like for a kid coming out of college, you're looking at him, you're, you want to see him do pro style things. You know, there's probably skill, you know, there's probably some smarts, but you want to see him play against pros and hold his own. And he did that. At one point he protected the puck along the wall and was able to make a play and keep the, keep the, keep the puck in the zone. But yeah, did a lot of positive things. He moves well, he's got good size. And you can see him being a piece, and that was refreshing to see, uh, absolutely. And it was kind of wild for me. I've, I've, I've seen him now since he was drafted. When he was drafted, 2017, fifth-round pick out of high school, he was this tiny, skinny kid who just had a lot of skill, but that was about it. He wasn't you know, really a hockey player yet. He was just a real skilled kid that played at the high school level. He has truly and impressively grown into a pro-style player. And uh, kudos to him, a fifth-round pick. A lot of those kids don't pan out. They don't get a shot in the NHL. He got his shot, and it was cool to see him do it in Minnesota, where he's from. Joe, another young piece that I think a lot of people are going to have eyes on moving forward, and rightfully so, is Cam York. How does he look over a chunk of games? Can he be in the lineup next year to open the season? What have you seen from Cam York so far? Well, definitively, yes. I think he's he can be in the lineup going forward. And quite frankly – up until the last couple games, I don't really think we saw many um, issues with York. Uh, two games ago, I thought he struggled. I thought that was definitely the game where – and, you know, this is what – I'm not saying you want to see players struggle, but you want to see players deal with adversity and bounce back from it. And I felt like two games ago he struggled for a good portion of the game. I felt like he struggled early in last night's game. Late in that game, this didn't result in a goal, but I'm sure you remember the play. The puck came back to him at the at the point, and he made a little move at the blue line and then made a quick pass, threaded the needle between two Minnesota Wild players right on JVR's stick in the slot, for which turned into a scoring chance. Again, Marc-Andre Fleury, Fleury played a great game last night. 
and the Flyers are no stranger to seeing that. But just seeing that play is was a sign to me that, A, the guy's a tremendously, tremendously skilled offensive player, and, B, he also wasn't down on himself uh, because of earlier struggles or the struggles the game before because a guy that's down on himself I don't think is confident enough to make that play through the middle of the slot because if you mess it up, you know, there wasn't anybody back on the blue line with him. So that play could have gone the other way easily if he hits a stick or doesn't thread the needle pinpoint right on JVR's tape. So I was really glad to see that at the end of that game last night. And the other thing I noticed with York is he's a little bit unorthodox in the style that he plays. Particularly, he plays with his hands up very high on the stick. So his stick has this whip effect to it that I feel like allows him to move the puck so effectively. And it's not I, – I don't see want to say you don't see anybody do it because that's not true. But it's not the regular style of what you see. And, and I, I do I, – I think it suits him well. Um, he's a tall guy, and it's an interesting style that, you know, it allows him to get – force on his passes and and he really gets a um when he you know he likes to shoot the puck on the power play but keep it down near the ice and so that guys have opportunities in front to do things with it tipping the pucks and so forth and I think that style of play where he has his hands high up on his stick really helped that the puck stay low and um you know I'm I'm excited to see when he has a full off season and a full training camp, not that he didn't have a full training camp going into this season, but he didn't play with the Flyers from the beginning of the season. So I'm excited to see what a full offseason will do for his uh, his game overall. And, um, you know, I think he's well on his way to, to being a, uh, a reliable piece for this team going forward. The way he does that, it almost allows him to make quick decisions and move the puck quicker. And you do notice that, like, he's not super big. So when he's playing in the defensive zone where he's getting the puck up ice, he has to be quick. And I think he knows how important that is to his game, that he's not huge and that people are barreling down on him and they're probably going to push him off the puck from time to time. But if he if he's quicker than them and he makes quick decisions, he's really good and effective. And, Joe, I would love to see him really jump out the rest of the way on the power play. The power play just looks awful. It really does. It like, does. It, just, it looks terrible to the point where it's like they can't even like it looks like they're entries they don't even know what they're doing with entries which i i somewhat understand because there's been a lot of moving parts there hasn't been a consistent coach of the power play a lot of different personnel so i just think it right now it's just kind of like play to your strengths and see what happens which obviously is not great there's no chemistry or anything but it looks terrible it's less in the league right now and cam york is a power play quarterback i would love to see him just really take the bull by the horns and show us something. And you can at least grab onto that and take it into next year and say, that guy can really help a major weakness. Would you agree? Yeah. I, and I th- the thing I like about York, and you see it a, lo- a lot of times, the fluid movement of the puck, the puck is on his stick, and he's already one or two moves ahead of where, where the puck movement is. You know, he knows exactly where he's going to go with the puck, and it's, a, it's a, all in the same motion. The puck comes back, it goes here, and, and he's he's very, like you said, quarterback-like. And you see around the league and, 
You know, we've talked a lot about guys that are Norris Trophy candidates. We've seen Roman Yossi twice in recent history. And I'm, I'm not comparing Cam York to Roman Yossi before people, people like to jump down everyone's throat when they start comparing. But that's a common trait of all those guys that you see is that and we saw Cal McCarr just last week and the movement of the puck is always something that you see that's very fluid Adam Fox with the Rangers we've seen him a bunch and that's what you want to see I think Cam York brings that and I agree we need to see him we need to see the Flyers showcase him on the power play um and and one other point I'll make about the power play is I I feel like a lot of their zone entries are becoming problematic because I don't know that Morgan Frost is a strong enough skater to be the center guy in that slingshot that they do because I feel like he gets he he loses possession of the puck as he crosses the blue line seemingly regularly on the power play. So I, I feel like Frost is more suited to be playing on the wing rather than coming up the middle of the ice unless he's going to skate stronger with the puck, he has to be more assertive as you cross the blue line. Cause if you can't get the puck in the zone, you're never going to get set up. And I feel like that's been something that's plaguing this power play since Drew really got traded. So, you know, maybe try uh, someone else, maybe an Atkinson. He's a little bit stronger of a skater with the puck. Um, but they definitely need to do something. And uh, the zone entries have just been, They've just been awful, like you said. Yeah, yeah. you almost have to really take, like, a stick check or almost a hit from the opposition to get the puck in. Like, they're, that's when they're going to meet you is when you're trying to enter the zone. So it can't just be flash and speed. Like, it's you gotta take you got to take some physicality there to help get the puck in the zone. Like, Kuz was so good at that, in my yeah. opinion. He was really good at that. And it's clear, it's yeah. clear the teams they're playing right now, the, no, the recent teams are all good teams. Yeah. And they've obviously scouted the Flyers and saw we can get the puck off this guy's stick as he crosses the blue line because every team they've played recently it since the Drew trade is doing that. Um, so something needs to change. They need, either need to work on Frost being more aggressive as he crosses the blue line mm-hmm. or maybe have somebody else carry the puck into the zone. Yeah, what, Something has to change. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Well, Joe, speaking of young, young players, Morgan Frost, he scored the Flyers' only goal. It came on the power play in this loss to the Wild. I'm starting to see more confidence from him, which is good. I think you're starting to see more of the player that I think a lot of people are expecting. He's a guy that I think people would love to see put up some points here, show flashes, and build on it for next season. Do you feel like we're going to start to see that from him, Joe? Uh, I would really like to see it with Owen Tippett. They've been playing together a decent amount. Two young players that you really want to get a good read on going into next year. I, th- I think part of this comes down to the Flyers deciding what Morgan Frost's role is. Yeah. I just mentioned, I-, I feel like he is a goal scorer, and you need to put him in the goal scoring spots, like a winger. I, I don't know. I, I don't see the... I don't see Frost as a centerman. I, I just don't I don't feel like he is a, a good enough skater to play center, at least at this point in time. Um and he he's shown the ability to have offensive instincts. We saw it two games ago with the little the fake the two fakes on the one play that created the goal. I, I don't 
you know, I, I think you showcase that. You showcase his skills in the offensive zone, not necessarily establishing the offensive zone. So I think that's what they, they need to put him in better spots to to showcase his abilities. And I agree, you see more confidence. Um, I think you've seen it over the last two games. And, um, you know, he looks like a goal scorer. And I think the Flyers should absolutely lean into that and put him in the spots to be a goal scorer. And he's a smart player, too. I feel like he plays off a of guy as well, which could lend to being a good winger, uh, being able to play off a really good center, being able to read your winger and your center and kind of compliment guys. Maybe that's who he could be. It's kind of funny that we're talking about Frost maybe being a winger, and then here's Joel Farabee who's a winger, and he's playing center right now because he kind of has to, and they're trying things out. And he looks okay at center. He actually looks all right. Uh, I don't know if I love that moving forward. I might I might want Farabee more as a winger, but who knows? I guess this is a good time to experiment, Joe. So maybe we could see Frost on the wing if the Flyers get – Scott Lawton back. Say Scott Lawton maybe plays again. I don't know if he will this year. He's obviously and you're going to have Couturier going forward. So right. you might not need these guys to play center. Right. Uh, I just don't, I don't feel like right now, and that might change with an offseason, but I don't feel like right now that Morgan Frost's strength is puck carry. Sure. And, I, I again, I, I feel like you're seeing that, as particularly on the power play, as not something that's a strength in his game right now. Farabee has looked pretty good with it, as you said. But again, with his abilities, you might want to see him on the wing as well. So, you know, again, you want to experiment, kind of get have these guys have all this experience. So maybe they're a little they're versatile going into next season. Um, and who knows what this lineup is going to look like going into next season? You see some of the best guys in the league, that the best playmakers that are able to produce kind of night in, night out. And Claude Drew is one that we've seen for a while now, and you just, he's so good at protecting the puck. He he he's not a bigger guy, but he is strong and he is immensely skilled at protecting that puck and making plays with guys on top of him in, in, in tight spaces. And that's really probably what separates the, the 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 top six guys from maybe the bottom six is like guys that can really make plays in tight spaces. I don't think we've seen that from Morgan Frost yet. I'm not saying it's not there. He's still only 22. It could it could come with more strength and more uh, more time in, in this league. But yeah, I feel like we're still kind of missing that from him. And again, it, it can take time. So maybe that will come eventually for Frost, where he can really show his skill in tight spaces with a guy kind of breathing down his neck. Uh, I think that's something that the Flyers are going to hope to see here uh, moving forward. Joe, overall, just how disappointing is it that the Flyers obviously officially are outside the playoffs again for a second straight year? Um, that's pretty damning. I think it shows you that this needs to be fixed. I, you know, I'm not going to ignore injuries. I, I think it's it would be unfair for us covering this um, objectively to not act like they haven't had injuries. Sean Couture, Ryan Ellis combined for 33, 33 games this year. It's just that was, I think, damaging almost beyond measure. But it still shows you that this roster has glaring holes, glaring needs, uh, that this team is towards the bottom of the league, really enduring one of its worst seasons in franchise history. What are some of the things that maybe the Flyers need to do to get back into contention next year? Well, I really feel like this team is uh, – it, it needs to figure out what its identity is. 
um, because it can't just be a, a, a bunch of different things. And, you know, the moves they made to shore up their blue line never came to fruition because the main guy they added didn't play, essentially, this season. Yeah. So I think, I mean, the long-term health of Ryan Ellis is a major question going into this offseason. And I think you kind of go from there. I mean, I do think you need to add a guy you can rely on for just, like, scoring. Because um, really, Atkinson's that guy now. Um, and I think they need more than just him as a goal scorer. We mentioned Morgan Frost being a goal scorer. But, you know, it's a leap from saying a guy who – has been up and down sporadically next year is going to be a goal scorer that they're going to rely on. So I need to, I think they need to address that area as well. And, you know, who knows what's going, what's happening with the coach going forward. There's a lot of things that need to be shored up before October. Um, and that seems like it's a long way away, uh, but it's not a long way away when you look at the things that need to be addressed with this team after they, finish out the string here and just the official elimination just kind of I feel like we a lot of us that are in this every day get got lost in the abyss of them being bad and and last night was kind of a reminder of just how bad it's gotten um that you got eliminated officially with a month left to go in the season I mean um I think if you ask anybody that covers the team most fans, um, players on the team, and it, before the season, and said, "Here are all the possible outcomes of the season. And if one of them was to be eliminated with a month left in the season, everybody would have said, "That's just a crate. Like that's crazy." Yeah. So, I know. I thought it was. I thought last year when they were eliminated with six games left, I, I thought that was early. I was like, "Wow, man, we still." You know, they still have six games left to play here. Let's kind of play out the string. And I really thought that was, like, pretty early and cheesh. You know, you got a lot lot to play still with nothing to play for. This is 15 games left a month, Joe, as you mentioned. That's really tells you just how awry this season went, uh, from injuries to underperformance to holes not being filled. Um but, yeah, I, Joe, I could not agree more with the goal scorer. I think the Flyers wanted to be tough to play against this year. And to be quite frank, they they lost two players that are really going to drive that in Ryan Ellis and Sean Couturier. Those two guys are going to make you really tough to play against. One, Couturier just being an all-situation beast. Ryan Ellis, you might look at and say, oh, he's smaller. But, like, the way the things that he does makes the team really tough to play against in terms of, transitioning the puck up ice, keeping the puck out of the defensive zone, constantly having you on your heels, making the opposition play in its own zone. Those are things that make you tough to play against. Matt Niskanen did that a lot for the Flyers. So those are two guys that I think are going to make them tougher to play against if they are healthy. Um, so we'll see. But they, Jack, Joe, let's not sugarcoat it. They are missing goal scoring uh, on the power play and the even strength. I think that would be just a huge addition if they can go out and get someone because Cam Atkinson needs help. He's a goal. He's a good goal scorer. He's going to come close to maybe 30 this year, maybe kind of in like the high twenties, 
pretty solid season for a guy that's 32 and obviously not getting younger. He needs help, and uh, they have some playmakers, but they need a goal scorer that I think can really just go out and get his own goal, and uh, that I think will be a major offseason objective. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a couple guys out there that are going to be free agents, Johnny Gaudreau, a hometown kid, and Nazem Kadri. The problem is those two guys are going to come with a big price tag, which, again, is going to take some maneuvering in order to work that in if you're looking to make that kind of splash. I know Kadri is a guy who obviously he leads Colorado in scoring, which is some pretty elite company. He's one of the leading scorers in the league. He does have some disciplinary issues in his past, including this season, penalties in the playoffs for Toronto, which I believe were the main reason they traded him or they, you know, they let him go. Um, so I don't know if that's what they're going to be after. I mean, of course, he's a really good player. And then the Johnny Gaudreau thing is if Johnny Gaudreau comes to the Flyers, the amount of pressure on him is going to be enormous with the hometown. Um, and again, these guys are going to come with a price tag, but you know, that's why GMs get paid in this league to, to make sort of things like this work. So we'll see what happens if they try to make a big splash. Yeah. We always say it's in um, an envious position, an enviable position, um, to be a GM and make these tough decisions. But I mean, that's the position they're in. They get paid a lot of money to have the team play well and make a lot of money for the organization. And these are tough decisions. And yeah, if, like you said, Joe, if you're going to add one of these big time goal scorers, which I think would do a lot for the team and also for the fan base in terms of rejuvenating it and getting it excited again, you're going to have to probably clear some money. And that's why these big decisions are ahead that none of us really even know kind of what decisions are going to be but you know that's the the world they're in they're not in the world of just add guys for whatever money they want they need they're going to have to clear and maneuver things to be able to add and that's what makes this so tricky for gms in this day and age with this with the cap and obviously coming off pandemic stricken seasons uh it's not going to be easy to add but uh i don't doubt that chuck fletcher can get creative i thought he got relatively creative over last offseason to be able to add a lot of pieces. A lot of it didn't work. Some of it was unfortunate um, mishaps in terms of injuries and stuff, but I think a lot of people would say maybe Chuck Fletcher is probably one for three in his offseasons here. Uh, his first one was very good. Second one didn't do as much, and it didn't result uh, in a good uh, season. And then the third one this past offseason where he did some good things that I think you could still maybe see the – results but the fact is they missed the playoffs and have a really bad year so i would say one for three and he's got another chance here coming up another big offseason without a doubt well joe this was fun we have more flyers hockey to go though and we'll break it all down plenty still to watch in my opinion it's never a boring day or a boring season i think there's always something to evaluate something to look towards and we have plenty to look towards with possibly a new coach eventually in the offseason and plenty of moves and plenty of young players to evaluate, which we'll do here uh, coming up as the Flyers are back home on Saturday on NBC Sports Philadelphia with pregame live produced by our very own Joe Fordyce. Joe, thank you again. A big thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we can't wait to talk to you next time.